0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline... Your online sportsbook expert. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48
0: yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15 10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4 yard line. Holy croc <laughs> a Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon. Looking Gannon. Looking Gannon. Those up the middle. That's intercepted at the Derrick 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25. 20. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Derrick. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big, nasty Hall of Fame Tempe Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo!
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live on YouTube today for episode 205. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. And uh, it is the midweek mailbag edition of the podcast. We are halfway through the game week, essentially. Happy Wednesday to everybody catching us live. And uh, it's a new show, new-ish show that we like to do. It's it's a mailbag concept. It's pretty simple, right? You send us questions Send us takes, send us whatever the hell you want to talk about this week, and we will talk about it. So, we've got plenty of great questions geared up, ready to go. We're going to cover some box news as well before we get to all that. But firstly, Evan got a new microphone. Uh, the birthday man this week. Happy birthday, Philly Bucks fan. How you doing, my friend?
0: Doing very well. Um, you sound sounding- crystal clear. That's what people tell me uh, so there was I know there was especially on the last episode, thank God uh, it was like right before my birthday last episode because um yeah it, it was not not good I I went back and listened to it I was like, oh my god well, so I, back I really, now uh, and we and we got this mic set up so
1: hell yeah man I'm glad you could crawl out of what it, uh, whatever dumpster you were in to join us this yeah I, I
0: you know I, I was I'm glad that I was able to talk for that long underwater. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I was able to do it, but I, I managed it, and it didn't seem like you or Stank really cared to, to save me from drowning. But uh, you know, I, which is pretty inconsiderate of both of you. But I mean, listen, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a pass. It's listen, fine.
1: I think one of the pros of doing a video podcast is that I can actually see you. You do have a camera That's clear right. enough this week to where I can see you. You do have, oh. the, back- you do have the background all blurred up for no reason. <laughs> I don't know why you don't have a cool backdrop like myself. I know you got plenty of buck stuff in that house, but it's okay. I'm not. Picky. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you sound great, right? Um,
0: Keep throwing shots. That's fine. I'm, I'm normally the one doing that with James. Why, why are you doing it with me?
1: I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just in a mood this week. I'm glad I have a little bit of time off of work, too. So yeah. we're going to get plenty of great time. You're not the only one that's glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our people in the live chat. Rock813 says, I always like this intro. I remember the times, Mean Gene. Hell yeah, buddy. I, that first intro for like the pre-show live audience on YouTube, it's a really long one, but if you listen to it from beginning to end, I always liked it because it's, you know, the, in audio history of the Bucks. a lot of people don't like it because it's such a long intro, but I really enjoy it as we wait for people to get in the live stream. Emily Compa is also here who sent us a couple of emails last week. She says, hey, guys, that mic looks bigger than Evan's head. I think it's a <laughs> I think it's a field of view thing. You've got it so close to the webcam that it's just there, right? Helps with the mm. audio quality, by the yeah. way if you guys want to send us an email that is encouraged for these mailbag shows, it's open all the time. Can of fire podcast at gmail.com. What were you going to say?
0: No, it's yeah, it it's, it is not, I have a big head, so it is definitely not uh, as big as my head, but it is yeah it's just like you said it's just the angle that's on it's just trying to give you guys the best sound possible so for now you know this is i'm not a tech wizard like like red i guess i don't have that fancy little contraption there that can just you know hang hang the thing there but uh this is what you get so
1: yeah we're glad you're here man um let's go where's
0: james yeah james thankfully it is not anywhere to be found so i don't know where he is i don't care where he is um yeah he's he's I mia why, i guess
1: i don't know why you're so mean to james people need to know that he is a great friend of the podcast i don't know so much about oh, a great great friend
0: of some of the people on
1: the podcast For Sure. yeah all right let's go ahead and get into some buccaneer news as you uh, as you guys can tell by the title of this episode we have some pretty pressing matters at hand the Bucks announced today that wide receiver Antonio Brown was placed on the COVID reserve list, and that's going to make his status for Sunday's game against the LA Rams kind of up in the air. Because what's the rule? He has to have two negative tests within 24 hours of each other to be able to play, and he is vaccinated. But I mean, we're what four or five days away from the game. It's it's kind of a tight window, even if he is vaccinated.
0: It's um yeah. So it's he has to test negative uh, 24 hours apart. So he has to have one negative test and then 24 hours later, he has to have another negative test and then he would be able to, to play Um, not impossible, but unlikely. So uh, now the difference, some people have asked me and we haven't really gotten uh, into it much on this show, but some have asked me, you know, what would have happened if he wasn't vaccinated? So if he was not vaccinated, you have no chance to come back if you are not vaccinated. You are automatically, basically, out ten days. That's if you're not vaccinated, you're out ten days. Uh, that's automatic. There is no, oh, well, you test a negative and you can play. No, it's you know, if you're vaccinated, there's there's no way, um, you know. I mean, if you're not vaccinated, there's just you're not going to play. Uh, if you are vaccinated, though, there is still a chance. So maybe it's a false positive. There was some of those last year, you know, with the fall, with false. I remember the Bucks opponent this week, Matthew Stafford, last year, he had a false positive. Uh, he was one of the first players to have a false positive. Uh, so maybe and, and that's if that's the case, that's great news. And Antonio Brown will be able to play then if if he receives two negative tests. But it does seem like that's unlikely to happen.
1: Yeah, so let's let us talk about his uh, status for Sunday's game because in the mailbag this week, we got a lot of questions from a lot of different people regarding his status. I'll just ask simply, uh, do you think he's going to play? I know we mentioned before, it's kind of a tough timetable because it is you know less than a week and not really sure, even with the treatment that you know he's going to be getting. I mean, these are pro athletes. They're going to do whatever they can to get him back in tip-top shape as quickly as possible but is it realistic that he plays on Sunday or probably not?
0: Uh, I would be very surprised. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think if he test positive, I mean, obviously I, I had to give the benefit of the doubt. That's not a false positive. Um, that's basically the, the, what i have to assume so i'm going to assume that it's it's an actual positive and in that case he will miss i i would say it's probably about i I, was, I don't exactly know because i don't know the whole situation but i would say probably a 90% chance he's not playing
1: and if he misses this week he's not going to miss the next game like this Shouldn't, this, this no. would be the only game he misses for a pretty normal you know routine case of covid at this point um especially with these vaccinated guys but Let's talk about the status of this team in the situation of like if A.B.'s not out there, right? I mean, I know Antonio Brown was the team's leading receiver week one when out there had a great game kind of disappeared week two. But we saw, you know, the uh, the huge explosion of Mike Evans that everybody was begging for after the first game. So this wide receiver core, it'll be an interesting challenge. You know, it'll be an approach that the Bucs haven't had to bring so far this season. I know we're only two games into it, but they're going to be lining up different guys looking for different mismatches. I think a defense like L.A. shutting down Mike Evans for four quarters is going to matter a hell of a lot more when you don't have Antonio Brown out there. But uh, a guy I wanted to ask your opinion about, and I guess this also fits for the return game, because as we look at injuries, Jadon Mickens was not at practice today. But uh, if A.B. isn't good to go, it seems like we could see the debut of rookie Jalen Darden this week, whether it's on offense or special teams, we should see him out there.
0: I, I, I think you're going to, um, especially you know, it was like you said, Jalen Mickens, who didn't practice today. It's a little bit banged up. So I, I think you could see the debut of Jalen Darden. Like you said, whether it's on special teams or offense, I would bet it's probably in a special teams role because the, the only positive, uh, not to play on words, but the only positive about Antonio Brown um, going on on the COVID list is the the group that it hit just happens to be the deepest group on the team. Right? You've got so, two
1: other number one receivers. Yeah, on this
0: team. I, I mean, and like Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller are more than capable. I mean, you know, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, those were basically the guys that they went into last season with. It's basically the the same group that they went in the last season with uh, to start the season. So. Um, That's the only real, you know, I guess, glimmer of hope there, or like, you know, um, silver lining, I I should say. So I wouldn't expect Jalen Darden, even if he does play and let's say Jedi Mickens is ruled out and Antonio Brown can't go. Uh, even if he does play, I would expect him to just really show up on special teams. I don't think you're going to see much of him on offense, maybe a little bit, maybe they can find something, uh, see something in the Rams defense that they think he can uh, sort of exploit, but um, I I wouldn't really necessarily expect it.
1: As far as predictions go with that number one wide receiver for the afternoon, you think it's going to be a big Chris Godwin game, or is it going to be more of a Mike Evans thing? I know that, you know, any defense in the NFL is going to look at the Bucks offense and immediately think about shutting down Mike Evans because we see teams game plan around it more often than we don't. But do you think it's a big week for Mike Evans or do you see like a Chris Godwin type game? I mean, with the, you know, plethora of riches that the Bucs have on offense, there's always a guy that could step up. It could be Gronk having a hundred yards and two touchdowns for another week in a row. But mm. I mean, is there a guy that you think kind of steps up this week in the absence of AB? Cause you know, every I mean, single week, it could be any one of them, you know,
0: yeah i mean you would hope it would be tyler johnson or scotty miller honestly but yeah. like, i mean with jalen ramsey covering one of mike evans or chris godwin probably at all times i would assume uh i don't really know i i, I guess i would lean towards godwin um but like jalen ramsey plays in the slot some too it, it's tough it really all depends on what i i think the Bucs can can scheme their guys open against this defense i really do Um, it just all depends on, you know, sort of pick your poison at at what side of the field do you want to target? Do you want to test Jalen Ramsey at all? Dangerous game, but do do you want to do it? Uh, I think he's probably, if not the best, he's one of the best corners in the NFL. Uh, so it's tough. It it really is. Uh, I, I know last, last year, Chris Gawa and Mike Evans both had touchdowns. Against the Rams. And Mike Evans actually had a pretty nice day oh, dude. Um, I, I against still, the Rams.
1: I will never forget that first Mike Evans touchdown. I think is probably one of the greatest plays I have seen inside Raymond James Stadium. Just single effort plays from any player in franchise history. Because for those who remember, Mike Evans caught the ball at what? Like the 12-yard line. Started making his way towards the end zone. There were maybe five or six Rams players in front of him. And he just fought through every single one to dive his way in for the touchdown. I was at that game in person. And I mean, that's just, that's what Mike Evans does. But every time I think about the Bucs Rams and I think about that game last year, that's the first thing my mind goes to.
0: Wow. Well, first thing my, my mind goes to oh, is I
1: know, I know you like to find the negative and everything. Go
0: ahead. I mean, they lost the game.
1: They I mean, did. They did. But come on, dude, let's talk about Mike Evans just being, you know, freakishly strong for a minute. I mean, I
0: I already know that. Like, Where's the fun in that? I can't be the heel and not bring up the negative parts. So the only thing I remember is the defense getting torched. So hope that doesn't happen again. But we'll talk about that more on the game preview show, which will be uh, either Thursday or Friday. Guaranteed. It'll be. Guaranteed.
1: It'll be Friday, I think.
0: I don't, you know, I, mean, I don't yeah, want to you know, say I, any.
1: I don't know. It's up to you. Let's plan it right here on the show, right? We're live. We're I mean, transparent. You know, Let's break the Rhett, fourth wall. Rhett has for a minute. finally,
0: well, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Rhett has, has reached his max limit of hours at work, so um, he finally has some time off. I, I think, unless well, there's a- actually, uh, actually, see, there's already was, a change, folks.
1: Okay, so I was bamboozled. I went into work this morning and I was told that I had reached my max hours, but it was only for the pay period. Which means today I was an extra and I went home early. I'm off tomorrow and then I'm working Friday, Saturday. I'm off Sunday because I told them I have a part time job on Sundays. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> and then I'm sure I'm working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I just wait
0: until there. they find Just Wait until they find this channel.
1: No, no way. No way.
0: Remember, Evan is from Philly. He has to find negative about something. That's true. I'm telling you, dude. Um, I'm telling that, you. That is, that people is true. Were,
1: people left a uh, – I don't remember who it was, but a guy left a comment on our show last week, which, by the way, if you guys are ever watching the podcast, leave a comment. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment, leave a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. All of that stuff helps us a great deal. It helps the YouTube algorithm. It pleases whatever they have going on at the headquarters over there, and it helps the uh, channel get a little bit more exposure. But he commented and he was like man i like this podcast but i can't even tell if we won the game or not and i mean i really thought about it like you know maybe were we a little too critical of that game i don't know i mean
0: The Bucks we, dropped we down to we, we praised Tom Brady to no we end. We did, so. but apparently
1: people were upset in the comments that you guys were being overly critical of Tom. You guys. You guys is, I think, the phrase. You, like, oh, why are you guys. Yeah, being yeah, you guys. But you're, had a couple you're, you're of saying it to me.
0: Today. You're saying it to me like it's like me and Stack.
1: Like. It might have been. I don't oh, know, stank was the one stank on. himself was the one who said that, uh, you know, Brady had the overthrow to AB. He was overthrowing a couple of guys. He, he did the deep game was not there today. Quote, end quote from the stank bastard.
0: It's so, factual. Uh, but all right, I mean, so I mean I, well, well, real quick, shout out, shout out to Keo gaming five. Uh, hey guys, I appreciate your guys content. Thank you a lot. Uh, yeah, really appreciate so much, it. Um, and now are, are we going to get on with this mailbag or what? Yes. Yes, we are. We do have (laughs) some more Buccaneer news to cover
1: really quickly, though. Just some awards that need to be given out. We mentioned briefly Tom Brady. Let's talk a little bit more about the great start that he has had over these first two games for the second week in a row. Tom Brady is your FedEx air player of the week after his five touchdown performance against the Falcons. uh, Who better? Right. I I mean, I know we talked about it with Stank. We'll probably talk about it more throughout the season. But Tom Brady is on a ridiculous pace to start the season. Aside from two BS interceptions, he has nine touchdowns, his highest total of touchdowns throughout two games in his entire career. He is currently high uh he is currently riding I think like one of the longest highest active scoring streaks in the NFL. The Bucs have won 10 in a row and scored 30 plus in every single one of those games which has yet to be done. I mean Let's take a step back and look at what this team has been able to do. Tom Brady is playing at an absolute madman pace right now. And even a lot of media outlets are coming out today and saying that he is, you know, kind of a little bit higher on the MVP rankings than guys like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. If obviously they were handing out the MVP today. I know it's only week two, so we've only seen a handful of games between these guys combined. But I mean, holy hell, what a start for the 44 year old Tom Brady, right?
0: I mean there's not really much to say. It's it's ridiculous and it just makes those two interceptions week one right. so much more annoying. Ugh. Like it makes <laughs> it so much more annoying.
1: Tom even came out and said in like that Buccaneers Q&A thing the only stat he really cares about like it, you know that kind of bothers him if it goes up is interceptions thrown. Like he cares about winning, but he even said it himself, man. He cannot stand seeing the interception thrown, especially when it was just a bad pick on his part, or even if it's those you know BS picks that weren't even his fault. Like both of the ones from week one.
0: Yeah, it just that's just uh, just so annoying seeing those. But I think I saw something dating back to their their ten game win streak that they're currently on. In that ten game win streak, I think Tom Brady has only thrown six interceptions. Um, so. Yeah. And and that includes the two, the two here, here's, here's the six interceptions, the two BS ones versus Dallas, the three versus uh, the Packers in the NFC championship game. Those ones are actual interceptions. Those, those three are the only actual interceptions that I like, I'm going to acknowledge. And the last one, the sixth one. Is the one that it was. I'm not sure if anybody's gonna remember this, but it was week 17 versus the Falcons, and Scotty Miller had the ball and he, and he and yeah. he dropped it, and it was went. So that's another BS interception. Well, he did So really, drop it. Act, actual interceptions he's thrown three.
1: And and Scotty didn't even just drop it. If I remember correctly, he went like end over end, and the ball yeah. popped out the of ball his hand yeah. on the ground, and then just landed in the linebacker's hand or whoever was standing there. I mm-hmm. yeah. The, We talked about it a lot. We talked about it last week. That's just that's just buck stuff like Mm -hmm. I don't even though we have Tom Brady and a Super Bowl title. They're still just buck shit that you can't get away from apparently, but uh, let's go ahead and carry on with this news and then get to the mailbag. Mike Edwards, who also deserves his props this week, got NFC defensive player of the week. He was the one who put the nail in the coffin for Atlanta Two straight pick sixes for Big Mike last week. The other Big Mike on the defense how about Mike Edwards, man? We talked about how this guy is just a natural playmaker. He always has a nose for being around the play, being around the football. And he said it himself, a lot of his career, he's always tried to be a ball hawk type player. And I mean, if him getting an increased role on this defense shows anything, that's exactly what he's able to do out there.
0: Yeah, he's he's a good football player. He, he really is. Um, I mean, he literally, he picked off Drew Brees' last pass. I mean, you know, what better way to 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 really establish yourself than that? And then, you know, obviously the the second pick six was sort of made by Carlton Davis, but he's still there around the football. Um, and the first was just a great break on the ball. Uh, yeah, he you know, I mean, Bruce Arians was asked about getting him more snaps and he basically said, like, how much more can he play? Which I mean, like, it's it's true. Like, they weren't going to play Jordan Whitehead the whole game. I think people just want to see him kind of in that nickel role. I think people want to see if he's able to do that, uh, get away from the safety and sort of go down into that nickel and see if that works because they, you know, obviously their corners haven't been great. Ross Cockrell hasn't been a great option in the nickel since Sean Murphy Bunting went down. So maybe that's an option for him Uh, down the road, him or or Anton Winfield, I, I think would work. Uh, in that nickel spot so i think that's what the people want to see mostly but yeah i mean they, they got to find ways if if he keeps playing like that i mean you got to find ways to get him on the field so he's obviously he's not going to get two pick sixes in the same game probably again this season maybe not even in his career that's very rare which makes it even more special, right so um you know it's it's just he's he's got to find a way to to get on the field more because he, he's a good football player and, and he's too good to be sitting Uh, You know, on the bench.
1: 100%. Now, uh, we got our first injury report for week three today and a couple of guys who did not practice. One of them we already mentioned is wide receiver Jadon Mickens, who was out with an abdomen injury. And the other one is outside linebacker Jason Pierre Paul with a hand slash shoulder injury. Now, I could be mistaken, but this is not the same injury that had him out last week. I know the hand was, but the shoulder is like a new development, right?
0: Yeah, and there's actually some less encouraging things on this. I'm pulling up a tweet from Greg Allman right now. Uh, If you notice, it was something that Jason Pierre-Paul had posted on his Instagram. And it was kind of, uh, Greg Allman called it, cryptic. Uh, it's a picture of Jason pierre Paul getting off a plane, just his feet. And the, then the, the steps down and it said only God knows the true meaning of setbacks. Let's go get this news feedback. Mm-hmm. So he used the word setback. Does that mean that he's hurting a little bit more right now? Does that mean that his status for week three is in doubt? I don't know. He didn't practice today. So, and he really, how many times have you heard his name all season so far? I know it's only been two games, but how many times have you heard Jason Pierre-Paul's name? Not a lot. Yeah. He's kind of been he's kind of been very quiet. So, uh, if he were to be seriously injured, that would maybe explain it a little bit. We'll see. I'm not I'm not speculating on anything. I'm just seeing his Instagram, and his Instagram says setback, and it seems to hint that there's something else going on. We'll see if he practices at all this week. Um, If there's a chance he'll play, I'm sure he will then. I just think he's just going to gut it out. But, um, you know, I I also think maybe there's a chance he sits out. We'll see.
1: I won't go so far as to, uh, you know, try and predict if he's going to play this week or not. Because like you said, his injury status the rest of the week, if he's able to, to practice on certain days, you know, if he's limited one day this week at the very minimum, I still think he plays. I know last week we talked about it. He showed up on the injury report, didn't practice for a day, and we said, listen, that's JPP, man. So you can kind of give him the benefit of the doubt when injuries like this do arise because he was on the injury report for one day every single week of the 2020 season. I think once the playoffs came around, I don't know who confirmed it on our show, but he pretty much didn't practice at all. So... It's one of those things where, like, it, it will be pretty telling. But for a guy like JPP, he's also pretty vocal with stuff like that. But he is also a guy who is no stranger to setbacks. You know, we reported yeah. that car accident, what, two, three years ago, almost two years ago, I think.
0: 2018. Yeah, yeah time 2018. flies. It was already three years.
1: Yeah, man. He he was poised to miss the entire season, came back in, I think, what, right after week eight and then went on to just have a tremendous end of Actually, season.
0: was it was 2019 sorry 2018 was was his first season with the team so it's been two years apologies yeah Yeah, but i mean this dude had yeah i I mean the car accident the the fireworks the you know this dude has had so many setbacks he knows adversity and, and he's battled through it so if if there's any adversity here i'm sure he'll battle through it just fine
1: yeah that's what he does man that's jpp with another season comes another sponsor for the cannon fire podcast we are partnering up with playactionpools.com to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we all love the most you'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge which is open to everybody here's how it works sign up for our contest believe football pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Select winners are going to have their hands at a plethora of great prizes brought to you by our guys at PlayActionPools.com. So again, go to PlayActionPools.com and sign up for the contest Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They have got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a pretty cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools and another proud sponsor of the Cannon Fire podcast. Checking in on the live chat really quick. Rock813 says we got to run the ball. We actually got a question in the mailbag that we'll talk about here in just a minute. TB12 Goatman says game comes down to can we get to the quarterback and can we keep Brady clean with the time he has? We will move the ball. And the red zone offense has been great. Yeah, it does seem like that, you know, they haven't stalled out in the red zone. I know it still is early on in the year, but I was telling you before we started recording the podcast, I was watching the Atlanta game again today when I got home. And that first drive, dude, just like that's that's what this offense looks like at its peak. The run game was doing what it needed to. Nothing over the top. Ronald Jones opened things up with an eight and a half yard carry, set up an easy first down. It was just complimentary football. And this offense marched right the hell down the field. And I mean, it was against Atlanta, who who probably wasn't ready to go at the start of the game. But like that, listen, if if you want to look at what this offense can be this season, I think go back and watch that first drive of the game versus Atlanta. Um, So let's go ahead and get into the mailbag itself. We talked about Antonio Brown. That was one question we got, but let's talk a little bit more about this Rams matchup. Obviously we'll go much more in depth on the game preview show later this week, but a couple of questions we got one of them regarding Jalen Ramsey, who we already mentioned one of the better corners in the NFL, a guy who is notorious for shutting down your favorite wide receiver. Now, we look at this Rams defense and how they matched up with the Buccaneers in 2020. They did play on uh, Monday night football and looking at this Bucks team, how they're equipped. We know the Bucs can beat a lot of teams passing, but even last year, this Rams defense held them to only 24 points. They got two interceptions on Tom Brady, one of them in crunch time on the game winning drive. Like you had talked about at the beginning of the show, because you always like to bum everybody out.
0: Hey, I never, I never mentioned that. That's it. You know, now you start, now you start to put words in my mouth,
1: <laughs> but this question comes from Mikey Kelly who says, who's Jalen Ramsey going to be matched up against the most. If my memory serves correct, he kind of bounced around everybody last year. Like it wasn't just one receiver. Yeah. He was on the entire game. It was whoever was most fit to play in that situation at that time. Do you think it's going to be more the same this season?
0: I, I, I do. Um, yeah. I, I don't really think he's going to necessarily follow a, a receiver. Um, I, I think it's going to be more of, just like you said, um, you know, I, John Ledger actually I, had a really good tweet I wanted to share when talking about this um, so far for, for Jalen Ramsey, uh, Jalen Ramsey has played 74 of 135 snaps in the slot this season. And Evans has played 72 out of 107 snaps outside. So um you know, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think they're going to have Ramsey just follow Evans or follow Godwin. I think Ramsey's going to be in a spot, and, and that's what it's going to be. Now, obviously, situationally, they, they may have to say, hey, Jalen, go on this guy or go on this guy. That, that may be the case, you know, situationally. But as far as his base defense, I don't know if you're going to see, oh, that's Jalen Ramsey versus Mike Evans, and that's going to be the whole game. I don't think you're going to see that. You're going to get some different matchups. Mike Evans is going to get... Uh, some different corner matchups. So was Chris Godwin. So was Tyler Johnson. So was Scotty Miller. So uh, I don't think you're going to see Jalen Ramsey exclusively on one player, just trying to shut that player down because he does so much more for that defense than just shut one guy down. He's literally without, without him, I think that defense is just totally different.
1: And I think one of the ways that the Rams are going to want to approach this Buccaneers team on offense is it's not going to be one-on-one guys with you know, one guy tracking one guy all night because it's going to be a mismatch nightmare when you look at what the Bucks are able to bring on offense. You got Rob Gronkowski playing like he's in his prime again. Tyler Johnson, like you said, who is a little, um, uh, uh what's the word? I, I mean, his, his, his sample size is pretty short, right? He's no L- a little
0: unproven. Yeah. He's
1: no Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he, but, well, no, yeah, he's actually good. So, uh,
1: so like Tyler Johnson is a guy who I think could get open and probably get some looks this game. Scotty Miller is just, you know, you're if, if, if they you want to win,
0: if, if they want to win, Tyler Johnson is going to have to get open. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It can't, it can't just be Mike Evans and Chris Godwin doing all the work. Scotty Miller has
1: the ability to burn pretty much any of their DBs. And that could come at a moment's notice. Like I said, I mentioned Rob Gronkowski. We know what Mike Evans can do. We know what Chris Godwin can do. And, um, There's just a lot of different ways that the Rams are going to want to approach this. But I think one of the key factors in their defense is uh, helping each other out, right? You can't just send everybody out there to cover one guy. You're probably going to have the Rams every other play, try and figure out at least one player on the offense to shut down for that play. So maybe it'll be a double team on Gronk. Maybe it'll be a double team on Mike Evans and they're going to survey him for the entire drive and maybe just have three guys on him the entire drive. Mike will probably find ways to get open, but I think if you're the Rams, that's what you need to do coming into this game. We'll talk more about it on Thursday. Another question that we had regarding this game that I do want to cover. I've already seen it mentioned in the live chat. This one comes from ZZLJ. I think I said that correctly. Will the Bucs need to establish the run against LA this week? I started to say it a little bit earlier. We know the Bucs can beat most teams in the NFL from passing. This is a pass-first offense. It's what they do well. Uh, the Buccaneers, actually, their percentage, their passing percentage on first down this year is way the hell up compared to what it was in 2020. And I think you mentioned him earlier. John Ledyard had posted that graphic and said he was crying happy tears.
0: Yeah, thank God. Because then people can stop going on Twitter and complaining. Like, I'm just so sick of it, man.
1: But establishing the run, it, it, it's something that this team feels like has yet to do this season. I know that the run game looked okay early against Atlanta. That first drive, like I mentioned, looked really good. Not sure who's going to get the starting nod this week. I'm sure you're going to get the same rotation. But with yeah. this Rams defense having the uh, production they get uh, they did against Brady last year, is the run game a viable option? Do you think the Bucks are definitely considering committing a little bit more this week?
0: If they want to win... Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if they want to win the run game is going to have to show up. Like it, it just is, uh, they, they can't throw the ball 50 times and expect to win this football game. Uh, I just don't think that's just not a recipe for success against this particular Rams defense. Um, there will be opportunities to throw underneath routes. Uh, I, I'll get more in depth into what the Rams defense actually does on the game preview show on Friday. So tune into that, but, um, yeah, I, just, I, I think somebody's got to step up. Yeah. I, I don't know who it's going to be. And, like, if my money's on nobody. Like, until somebody steps up, I'm just going to assume that everything they try is not going to work. And, you know, Ronald Jones is going to stop, you know, a yard short of the first down when he can easily get it, which was inexcusable. Uh, and then, you know, later in the game, completely whiff on a block, another inexcusable thing, which is why, like, you know, I have like, such a tough time, like, wanting Ronald jones in the lineup when he's doing crap like that like you can't be in the lineup and doing crap like that like leonard fournette doesn't do that type of things he doesn't like leonard fournette is not a better running back than ronald jones but leonard fournette probably puts his shoulder into that guy and gets the first down and leonard fournette probably at least gets a piece of that uh blitzer uh you know and and is able to either knock him down and he doesn't even touch Brady or, you know, it's a little bit delayed and maybe Brady can get the ball off. But I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, it's going to be the same rotation, but your guess is as good as mine on who's going to start this football game. I have no idea. Probably the way that the game ended for Ronald Jones on Sunday, I would guess they'll start off with Leonard Fournette and see how that goes. But dude, I don't know.
1: It still feels somewhat early. In the season to be saying stuff like this and, and our next question is going to carry this conversation but I want to say really quickly I feel like at this moment in time BA just kind of likes Lenny a little more like oh maybe he, definitely does. maybe he feels like he can lean on him a little bit better because like you said he has a little bit more of a veteran mentality I know Ronald Jones has been around for a number of years at this point he's coming this is a contract year for him but there's still just some mental stuff that it seems like he has to get over, and I I think Leonard Fournette might be a little bit more of a mentally tough player than Ronald Jones. Uh, don't take that the wrong way, but like you know, I'm a, I'm a big Rojo I'm fan. Sure, people will. Don't worry. It, it's early in the season. We still have 15 weeks to figure all this stuff out before the playoffs come around. So you know it'll get figured out, and this team will find ways to make it work. But uh, the run game definitely under a little bit of a microscope this week when it comes to how the Bucks match up with L.A. Our next question, which continues this conversation of the running backs. Ronald Jones in particular comes from No Limit Underscore Free. And a lot of people have been asking this. Is it time to move on from Ronald Jones? And it sounds like a pretty loaded question. In my opinion, I think it is a little early to be talking like this. But at the same time, I just said less than five minutes ago, it is a contract year for Ronald Jones. So if you're the Buccaneers and you're looking at which one of these guys in your backfield you're going to want to keep for next season, because likely it's not going to be both. I think the Bucs are leaning towards Lenny. But again, it is incredibly early in the season. It is barely week three, guys. The first year injury report for week three came out today. Uh, But your thoughts on, you know, Ronald Jones and his future in Tampa Bay.
0: You're right. It is too early for those things. But when, when it's not a slam dunk that a player like should be re-signed, it's a valid question. I mean, if you were having this question about Carlton Davis, then you're like, oh, like, this is stupid because we all know that like, I I can tell you with confidence, the Bucks do not plan on letting Carlton Davis go anywhere um, this offseason, even though he is a free agent. So uh, I think Carlton Davis might even be a higher priority for them than Chris Godwin. Not I don't have a source on that. I'm just just my gut feeling that like, They've tried to find this corner for so long. It seems like they found him. I don't think they're going to let him walk for a receiver who they're already have a deep position group at. Right. 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 So if it comes down to it, I'm not saying it is going to come down to it, but you know, I think a lot of it's going to come down to, to money with, with Jones and Fournette because I mean, technically you know, all three of the bucks running backs that are active on game days, all three of them are free agents. So the running back room could look completely different next year. If, uh yeah, you, you know, it it's not great. It's not a good start for Ronald Jones. And he he needs to get it together. It, it's simple.
1: We knew this was going to be a critical year for him. Uh, and it has not been the most ideal start, but um we still have plenty of football left this season, so I, I'm sure it'll be addressed sooner rather than later. And the Bucks have plenty of time to figure it out. Like we said, as this offense starts to get rolling over the first few weeks of the season, we will see what they're made of as they play a pretty legitimate defense this week against the L.A. Rams. Let's go ahead and get on to one of our uh, next questions. And I figured we'd close it with a fun one, right? We'll probably talk some more questions from the live chat here, but this is the last mailbag question that we have. And this comes from Billy Jacobs Fanfic, a pretty interesting name here. I like this one a lot. If you could bring back one buck... From like all time, like one all time Buccaneer to play on the current Bucks team, who would it be, and why? And uh, Evan, I'll I'll let you go first.
0: Well, I think the answer's obvious, right? Is it? Gotta be Josh Freeman. Um, <laughs> no, he could, I'm just he
1: could be our uh, he could be our Taysom Hill, Qu- our big
0: quick slow question. Taysom Hill, quick question. Can I say Noah Spence? Is that like is that like an option? Because if it is, Uh, it's i
1: i mean you can sure, but like give me okay, (laughs) so give me your no expense option and then give me your no, you can't have no expense option.
0: Okay, well, no expense option, no expense. Duh. That's obvious. But if I can't have no expense, if you just handicap me and say I can't have no expense, uh then you know. I'm a big pass rush guy, but like the Bucks' current team, I don't know if they need it. So I'm gonna give him another corner. I'm gonna say Rondé Barber. Okay, I like it. I'm gonna give this this particular football team. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Rondé Barber.
1: Well, I think it I, it fits the narrative pretty nicely. We've talked a lot, or a lot of people have talked a lot over these last few weeks about a veteran presence corner, right? Like Carlton Davis is your corner number one, but the conversation about Richard Sherman has started to heat back up. You've got the organization addressing it. Now people looking at other veteran corners just for the sake of conversation, but people feel like that's what's needed on this team. And I think Rondé Barber is, is like a perfect fit just with everything going on right now with this team. I will tell you mine if you know me well enough, you probably already know who it is. I'm going to find every reason I can to talk about this guy anytime that I can. I know exactly who it is. I know, you know, who it is. <laughs> a lot of people watching this show should know who it is. I, I it, think, if, I
0: if think you, he's, I think he's right by you.
1: If you can sit in the live chat, ah, well, Evan just gave it away. So I look at this Bucks team, especially <laughs> on offense. And I mean, they're pretty much loaded at every position and, I think that they are loaded more than they ever have been in the history of the team, right? But what is the one thing that this offense is missing? A fullback? Well, not just a fullback, but just a big, I mean, big effing train back there to clear a hole and get you the first down when you need it. Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette can't be the bell cow back. That's all right. When you don't have Rojo or Lenny out there, get the A train to do it, dude. He's going to get you those yards when you need them. And I know a Bruce Arians offense pretty much like is part of the reason why fullbacks are extinct nowadays, but you can find ways to make it work. If you can put Vita Vea in for reps at fullback, you can make room for a guy like Mike Allstott. And it just adds another dimension. I remember Mike Allstott could catch the ball out of the backfield better than goddamn Ronald Jones and Leonard <laughs> Fournette can.
0: You're probably right. <laughs> Come on, bro.
1: So, so the A train is my pick. I mean, it, it, it might help that he's my favorite player of all time, but, um, That's a great question. Thank you so much for your question. Thanks to everybody who sent in a question on the mailbag this week.
0: All right, let me let me ask you a question then. Yeah. If you could have any past Bucks quarterback as the current backup in case Tom Brady would go down, who would it be? Oh man, I I know it's a loaded question, kinda, and it's putting Um, me on the spot. I just,
1: you know, I, I, I I
0: have an answer, and I you know. Yeah. My answer I I honestly think even though we give crap, I think the answer's obvious, but
1: well, yeah. Yeah. But if I if I had to really, you know, try and find someone who isn't the easy answer. Yeah. Um it's funny because I got to like go back and look, you know what I mean? But there's there's not so many lot, of them, <laughs> but there's not a whole lot to go back and look at. Like, who am I going to get, bro? Steve? Sturrier, no, but there, there's so
0: test of very. No, you're, you're going to get Tim Tim Rattay or whatever his name is.
1: Uh that Dan guy. Orlovsky. I, I could get yeah. Orlovsky back there. Um Jeff Garcia, Chris Sims. Brian, I could get greasy.
0: There you oh, go. I could
1: get greasy. <laughs> I, you know, I. I wanted to say Jeff Garcia just because, like, I remember he was kind of nice for us every now and again, and and he had that veteran mentality, and I think a guy like Jeff Garcia could pick up where this team left or, uh, you know, pick up a team where Brady left off if that was the contingency plan. So I'll I'll go with Jeff Garcia. That's my final answer.
0: Okay, well, Jeff Garcia is probably mine too because, like, James Winston's is too obvious, I think. Um
1: I mean, he was, I mean, he, he he's was. the best.
0: He's like the best quarterback out of those guys, but right. like, you know, Garcia gives you a little bit of mobility too. Like you said, he gives you that, that veteran thing. So I'll get, I'll throw out another name just because you said Jeff Garcia, I'll throw out another name. Um, I, I, I know like there's so many quarterbacks, right. But like, Josh McCown, like, would he be the worst backup in the world? <laughs> like, he he can like he can win a game. I
1: would take Luke McCown over Josh McCown. I don't oh know if you no. Remember Luke's, no! No no Luke's no 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 no! Come on! He actually dude. filled in when Josh Freeman hurt himself in, uh, in practice. On. Do you remember that?
0: No, both, but like, I don't need to. I know, I know they had Luke McCown, but Luke McCown stinks. <laughs> like, no, Josh McCown is better than Luke McCown. Don't like Glennon's don't better start. than both of them no that's not Hell true either. yeah that's not that no that's not true um i mean you know, I, like, you know it, what i'll it, tell it, you for, it, that, for d- that depending on depending on what josh freeman year i was getting i would say josh freeman because he was like so <laughs> up and down it was right. like every other year he'd be so good so if i if you told me what type of josh freeman i would be getting i would choose him but the you just pre, don't know the
1: pre-cocaine era josh freeman i think oh
0: wow we're not we're yeah. not accusing we're not i mean is that like 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 proven i don't
1: know dude i had a co-worker I mean, okay. of mine who well we're not with gonna josh Freeman a lot
0: okay well we're not here to
1: Are you? is this where you draw the line josh freeman slander that's it I... hey not right? when he's
0: not when he's whatever oh, um man, not
1: when he's getting down with the snow huh
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> man oh man <laughs> this podcast took a turn well, um that's
1: the show <laughs>
0: that's the show ladies and <laughs> gentlemen goodbye um yeah, I guess I guess Jeff Garcia is, I guess, the consensus answer. So,
1: yeah, I like it, man.
0: We, we have a we have a, a what a 39 year old back and about 44 year old. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, the experience factor is a must, but I, I trust Jeff Garcia in those decisions. Like, you know, the answer is is probably Jameis for most people. But let's not forget the high risk, high reward factor there. I think Jeff Garcia is a guy who is able to kind of, you know, keep himself cool at the moments he needs to. And he can also sling it if he has to. Like Brad Johnson's another good choice, but Brad Johnson probably can't really like sling it in this offense. You know, like he's a nah, big bad brand, yeah. but I don't think yeah. he's going to be able to just keep. Well, like-
0: so yeah, like 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 Brad Brad Johnson, Sean King, like like those types of guys, like they wouldn't be great fits. Like you, you got to Like you're placing that person on this current roster. Like yeah. that's what you're doing. So with the current coaching staff and everything. So I think Jeff Garcia would be a pretty good fit. That's also why I don't know if Mike Glennon would really work out as well either. I think Josh Freeman could be Josh Freeman had a nice arm, but I don't know if Mike, uh, Mike Evans, Mike Glennon, Mike Evans might be a better quarterback than Mike Glennon. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if Mike Glennon has, has the arm that, uh, that um, you know, that that all those other guys have, especially James Winston, Jeff Garcia, those right. guys with the big arms, uh, big playability, and like I said, you know, Jeff Garcia has the ability to also scramble. So we have spent way too much time on this topic, but it is fun. Uh, <laughs> I saw some somebody in the chat say Steve Young. To me, that's kind of a, uh, I don't know sort what, of you a, think like a, it's like it's like
1: get getting on a technicality
0: yeah because Steve Young because wasn't not, Steve Young in Tampa like if he was he would have never got they so would never So whatever
1: quarterback whatever quarterback you pick it has to be the Tampa version of that Yeah the ta- the right? Tampa
0: version yeah okay it, that's what it's got to be like it can't be the the Washington version of Doug Williams when he won the Super Bowl <laughs> like yeah it, it has to be the Tampa version of that quarterback
1: Yeah Doug Williams great choice man I don't even think of Dougie fresh right Yeah yet. yeah it's funny because actually one of the mailbag questions that I got, and uh, we'll wrap it up with this, but one of the mailbag questions I got, I'm looking at my thing right now to see who it was from. Owen Rosier, I think I said that correctly, on Instagram. He says, what are your thoughts on uh, the goat? Doug Martin.
0: <laughs> oh, Doug or not. The, <laughs> oh, muscle, the muscle hamster. hamster. Yeah, oh, that brings back that memories, man. It brings back some memories.
1: One of my uh, one of my first posts on Instagram, actually, if you go on the CFP Instagram page at Cannon Fire Podcast, one of the first posts on the page is a picture of me with Doug Martin. I went to a Verizon store in Brandon, Florida to stand in line for like 35 minutes to get him to autograph a picture. He didn't even autograph a physical thing for me. I took a picture with him and it was on Snapchat and I let him use his finger and just do his autograph that way because like I didn't... It was a last-minute thing. I didn't oh have any man! Physical stuff for him to sign. I would have had him sign anything. Right. I should have brought a mini helmet, but I was like, I, I think I was coming from work. Like I don't even remember where I was. But was I actually, I actually,
0: thing. I, I have a mini helmet signed by Doug Martin. Actually, yeah,
1: yeah. I should have brought one. I got an early I have Graham signed mini helmet. I,
0: I have a I have my signed memorabilia. I have a mini helmet signed by Doug Martin a picture signed by Mike Evans, and a picture signed by James Winston. Those okay. are the, the signed memorabilia that I have. I
1: got my signed Mike Allstott. Watched him sign it in like 200 exact copies of this, but this one is mine. Um, I don't have any signed stuff behind me. I probably should get some more of my signed stuff out, but I got a signed Ernest Graham mini helmet too. I might put that like somewhere over here. I don't know, maybe back there, but... That's really the extent of uh, the sign stuff that I got. <laughs> it's
0: expensive, man. Yeah, yeah, especially these
1: private signings. Mm-hmm. Really quickly in the live chat, G Vegas, the moderator says, "What's going on, guys?" Matthew Donovan says, "So no Pat's version of Brady. That's it. I'm out." <laughs> yeah, you can't.
0: Well, the, I think the Bucks version of Brady might be better. Yeah, sure.
1: yeah. I mean, he's already off to a better start than he ever was in uh, in New England, man. That's insane, isn't it?
0: It's crazy. It's like you know somebody asked me the other day they were like so brady has one year left on his contract after this one right i was like yeah and like if i still had the bet i would say next year's last year but like dude if if he wants to play until 50 i think he could i just don't know if like family gets in the way a lot of that you know um like i i don't know if giselle would like want him like to actually do it and i think he like Like, value like he values like that to a certain extent you know like what do they think? And like, you know, like I do think that one of the big reasons why he signed in Tampa and not anywhere on the West coast was because of being closer to his son who is in New York. Like that matters. So I think it's more of a family thing. If he wants to play, if he was just a loner and he didn't have no kids or wife or anything, I think he'd play till (laughs) 60. I don't know. He'd be a senior citizen playing that.
1: I guess it is one of those things where like, how, how old is his, uh, I guess he said he has a son in New York, but like his next oldest son is what? Like, I
0: think it was Jack. I think Um, I think Jack's like 15 or 16. Yeah. And his other son is like, yeah, I I think his other son's, I think the oldest one is his other son is the one with Bridget Moynihan.
1: I don't Um, know. I don't know anything about being a parent. And I mean, you know, I don't know anything about that. But I think for Brady, some of the question comes down to, like, does he want to be a dad, a full time dad? Yeah, before his kids move out of the house and start doing their own thing. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure that that's a pretty important conversation. That's, that that definitely have. I don't I don't know what kind of Tom uh, Tom Brady conversations are had inside of his house with his wife. He does speak Portuguese, though. So a lot of those conversations are uh, <laughs> apparently in Portuguese.
0: So even you used me to tell me that if we bugged his house, I still couldn't figure it out.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> that's what you're saying. <laughs> I'd be um, like, I'd be like, oh, I finally got the footage. That'd be like, yeah. You're what is? Gonna need a,
1: you're gonna need a translator for it, and then I'm sure once you try and find a translator, they'll lock you up for bugging Tom Brady's house. So it's a lose lose situation.
0: Yeah, but yeah, he could like if he wants to. I don't know about fifty, but like he could definitely play more I than totally, next year. I totally think. I, I understand. I understand. Like, you know, like you know how I feel about Brady. Like I'm. You know, you, I, you, you might not play find it
1: down for the podcast is what you I, mean.
0: I, I literally do. Yeah, I literally try to this play guy it
1: has been a Tom Brady mark since I have known him, like since yeah. the beginning of time. He has been one of the bigger Tom Brady marks that I
0: know, and I've always. And it's been a so fan funny too. It's so funny when people say to me, "Oh, you just love to criticize Brady." I'm like, huh. <laughs> "I'm like that's <laughs> that's funny." I'm like, "That is hysterical."
1: You know what? You know what? That's called man. That's called uh, journalistic integrity, and and we need more people like Evan in this day and age. See, I Tom agree Brady with
0: fans. that. I agree with that. What actually.
1: journalistic integrity? Need
0: no need more people like Evan. Uh, that's what I think.
1: That's that's
0: good. Uh, um. Yeah, but I mean, he said obviously his goal was always forty five. Yeah, next year is gonna be forty five. We'll see. Hey, you get another Super Bowl this year, I think the narrative it, changes a lot. Well, no, no, I, I'm not saying I, I, he's definitely playing next year. That's oh, that's one hundred percent. But like, because
1: he's got to get the creamsicle game in. That's that's
0: yeah, that that's definitely. the only reason. That's the only the only reason. He's like, oh wait, the creamsicles are okay. I guess I'll come back. <laughs> and he's like they the, he like asked him he's like can I only come back for like one game They're like no if you play on one you got to play and all he's like okay yeah, there you go
1: well uh folks that's the show thank you guys so much for checking out this uh mailbag edition of the cannon fire podcast live on youtube today for episode 205 g vegas the moderator holding it down matthew donovan hanging on the live chat frank g woo, with a picture of the nature boy rock 813 rich 0665, our buddy neil and, of course, TB12 Goatman, Ray Gonzalez, Emily Compton, anybody else that I may have missed. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. If you're watching on YouTube and you have not yet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Plenty of great Buccaneers content from now throughout the course of the entire season. And uh, we actually have some pretty cool stuff in the works that we might be trying to get done before the bye week. So keep an eye out for that. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Jesus. Speaking of Bucs news as it happens, you can check out my co-host Evan on Instagram at bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R H E T T A K U S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. And uh, I got to say something about it every single week, but we are getting closer and closer to the first ever Cannon Fire Watch Party. That's going to be going down uh, November 14th. I, Where? Comes, uh, at Berry House Beer Company, right outside. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, but... I hear what what I hear about Berry House is it's just a brewing company. So what do you have for food?
1: Well, uh, believe it or not, we have actually hooked up with the best food truck in Tampa Bay, our guys at Wing Box. My dude Joe, I-, I have been eating at this food truck since I think 2015. Uh, October of 2015 is the first time I ever had Wing Box. If you you, you are, have an anir-
0: you have an anniversary of when you I know first ate I know like I
1: remember it. It was Halloween. Actually, it was it was October. It was Halloween, the day of Halloween. They had the world. So October largest- 31st. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. Thank you for remembering. That, <laughs> yeah. Um, they had the world's largest food truck rally in St. Pete. And we went out there and that was the first time I ever had it. I had the chicken and waffle and a couple of buffalo wings and it changed my life. And uh, if you are a chicken wing connoisseur, it will change yours. They're going to be hooking it up at the cannon fire watch party berry house beer company ybor city november 14th buccaneers taking on the washington football team it should be a great time and we would love to see you there i'm actually contractually obligated to bring this last bit to you uh we actually have a company that reached out uh nico sports n-i-k-c-o sports nico sports i believe And they are selling commemorative 2020 season NFL footballs. I wish I had a picture of one I could show you, but it's actually pretty slick, man. It's like a white leather on one side and then obviously a genuine football on the bottom. And it's got stitched on there, the playoff schedule, the scores of all those games. I think the regular season, they've got Tom Brady and a badge on the other side. The score, the Super Bowl, the Lombardi Trophy. I'm going to post it on our social media, so make sure you guys go check it out. And if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the link of this video after we are, uh, you know, done being live and whatnot. But, yeah, make sure you go check that out, sports.com and uh, tell them the Cannon Fire podcast sent you. I believe we have a discount code, and if you guys check us out on social media, I will let you know what it is over there. To get yourself some money off, because I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but uh shout out to our guys. Just so
0: you know, just so professional. Obviously.
1: Yeah, it's what we do, right? If the money's there, we don't care. So
0: <laughs> my motto.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for checking out this week's episode of the Cannon Fire podcast, brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. We'll talk to you later this week as we go in depth on the week three matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Rhett Matthews, signing off for my co-host Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you later this week, and as always, go Bucks.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.